Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Today we're going to talk about officiating. Now, as you saw last night, James Harder was rendered ineffective once again as Miami Heat beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, everybody thinks James Harden is washed. You see how the thing, it used to be called washed up, but LeBron James conveniently switched it up to wash, as in you're still a little effective, but you're not who you used to be, so you may not have more of an effect that you used to have. But I think so it's more of because the way the game is officiated. See, the way, see, James Harden game was he'll hit a nasty step back three, then he'll drive to the basket. And when he drives to the basket, he's either going to make it and get his calls or he's going to miss it and get his calls. But since that's not allowed anymore, he's rendered ineffective. And plus, it used to be somebody like him would make a jump shot, kick his leg out in the air, either make it or miss, and the call goes his way even though he initiated the contact. But the rules aren't there anymore. So it's not so like the refs don't treat him as a superstar no more. It's just they know his game, and they're like, nah, it ain't going to happen like that no more. You're going to have to earn it. And that also goes for everybody. I remember when LeBron was in Miami, he would drive to the basket all the time, and he got all the calls. And he always at the free throw line. Now he's getting charges. He's getting early foul trouble. Because the way the game has changed, he's making turnover after turnover after turnover. It just seems like now the game loves scoring so much that they just want you to score. Like They want you to hit the three. They want you to hit the mid-range. But guys who are power scorers who just drive through the basket or do a little hook shot if they can, like it's like they're in it helpless. But Guyland Embiid, he has the footwork of a shot, the skill set of Hakeem Olajuwon, and he can pull off a hook shot here and there, and he can hit threes and free throws. So he's going to get calls. Now Giannis, he plays one way. He drives straight to the basket, either off the glass or a dunk. He's not that much of a mid-range shooter. He can't hit threes on a consistent basis. And if you catch him sleeping or make him mad, he will hit 80 or 90% of his three throws on a given night. Look at game six, 17 and 19 from the free throw line. He dropped a 50-piece spicy wings with extra sauce in game six of the NBA Finals. So it was like now, guys like him, only way to really neutralize him, get him in foul trouble early. Look what happened to Carl Anthony Towns. Even though more of his was, I think, his lack of effort, he ended up just not caring. He didn't take the playoffs very seriously. Because Giannis will get you effort. Because the great thing about Giannis is if he has a bad offensive night, 
He can make it up with assists, and he can make it up on the defensive end. Okay, you cost me to turn a turnover. The next, the next defensive play, he's either going to block it or he's going to steal it. He's going to run down the court, dunk it, or give it to an open shooters. Now, it's up to the players like Brooke Lopez, Bobby Porters, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton to hit the threes when he passing the ball because they're missing shots and he's rendered ineffective. Then they're gonna have they're gonna make Giannis hit a mid range or shoot the three because they don't have Middleton who can cover up if Giannis has an effective night and everybody else because it's because you know Giannis is gonna be a defender all day but if he can't give you nothing the other can't give you nothing. Middleton can get you a quick 30 or 40 piece, but Middleton's going to be out for the rest of the series. So it's all up to the dominance of Giannis on both ends of the floor, and the others have to make the shot. Now, if Giannis gets in foul trouble, they're going to put Brook Lopez at the five. But Brook Lopez like to shoot threes so much. I don't think he can have a Giannis game. Give you between 28, 35, 14, 18 rebounds. Maybe a few assists, a couple of blocks. He can't do that on a consistent basis because he loves shooting threes. I mean, do you trust Bobby Portis? He can't do it consistently. So it's like, it's literally now Giannis or Bus. Because at the end of the day, the others have to play. Giannis is going to be Giannis. But the others have to show up. Because they can't score like Middleton, which can offset everything else, and all the others have to do is just play defense. So it's like them superstar calls, once in a while they're going away. As far as Memphis goes, they're a young team. So they're going to learn through a lot of experiences that most experienced teams are going to get like favorable calls. Because I understand it's probably not going to be fair, but officials going to look at a young team like, okay, you're going to learn through a lot of growing pains. As far as the Warriors, they have championship pedigree. So they understand the right calls, the right defensive task to make. They understand that. Like when Ja was going for that shot, Clay Thompson did the right thing to make it look awkward. That's experience. Now, I know the Warriors have lethal weapon three with Curry, Thompson, and Poole. Now, I know Poole is the best player currently on that team because of his scoring. But in the end of the day, and Golden State wants to win the championship, it's going to be because of Steph Curry. Now, Jordan Poole is going to get his. But in the end of the day, and Draymond Green may be the heart and soul of that team. He can run the point. And he can defend all five positions. But if he's rendered useless, because you know he's going to get in foul trouble, and you know once in a while he's going to give you some technicals, and once some technicals add up, he's going to get suspended. So Draymond, so Draymond Green has to be weary of what he does at all times. But if Golden State, you know, I believe they're going to beat Memphis, if they want to go past Phoenix and win the championship, it has to be because of Steph Curry. He has to be the leader of that team. Now, I think Phoenix is going to be the Mavericks, and it's going to be the Suns and Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. 
But I guarantee you that's what Chris Paul wants. If you don't think Chris Paul remembers when he was a clipper and he was a rocket, the one person that gave him the most trouble or that stood in his way besides injuries was Steph Curry. I mean, think about it. When he was with the Clippers, injuries. Then he was with the Rockets. He remember he was shimmying and all of them had the game of his life in game five, but what happened? He went down because of the hamstring. Because Chris Paul knows if he was healthy during that series, they would have closed him out in six or seven games. CP3 knows that. Now, CP3 is not the shooter that Steph Curry is, and Steph Curry is not the defender that Chris Paul is. So Chris Paul is salivating to play him once again. And plus, Clay Thompson, he's still not Clay Thompson yet. He's still It's probably going to take him maybe next year where he'll finally be the original Clay Thompson. But don't get me wrong, I think he's due for a Game 6 Clay. So I believe we will see a Game 6 Clay this postseason. But... You know, the things are just getting interesting, and mostly because of the officiating. Now, back to James Harden. I I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. I mean, he's looking for a huge contract after this year. I mean, the trade looks like an absolute disaster. But hopefully, James Harden can get whatever confidence issues he has just suck it up and just play the game. Because once you get your game going, everything else will be easy. Because what do we know all about sports? Your teammates rally and they play better off the leader of that team. Like James Harden, if they see you scoring, doing everything behind you, they're going to step up. Hey, if you was effective last night, because Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris, he stepped up last night. So it was like, James, we need you to get 35 to 40 points. Yeah, you're going to get your double-digit assist, but at the end of the day, you need to be that guy. Because, yeah, yeah, Joel and B is going to be back from game three or game four, but you don't know what you're going to get from him. Because even though he has he's better offensively than Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo is pretty quick and pretty active around the rim. So Embiid is going to still get his, but Bam Adebayo is going to make him work for it. So James Hardy, if you're listening, please show up. I mean, I believe Philly will get a game or two, but if he don't show up, he he's going to be labeled as the greatest playoff choker ever. I don't even think he wants that. Heck, can he be even the one Don Tigers with Ben Simmons if he's rendered that useless because of the way the game's officiated? But that's playoffs. That's the sport of basketball. We all love the narratives and the storylines because it makes for great theater. But man, oh man, oh man. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you agree or disagree with me with anything I said, hit me up on my Twitter, hit me up on my Snapchat. All right, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Remember, spread love and positivity. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I am is out.